Welcome to Frankly Speaking. This is your host, Andrew Powell. On today's episode, clean feed experts Callie Selby and Dr. Enrique Montiel discuss the challenges facing today's broiler breeder producers and investigate the impact clean feed has on broiler breeder performance. My name is Callie Selby. I am the technical support coordinator here at Anatox, and I have a bachelor's and master's from the University of Arkansas in poultry science. My master's is specific to poultry health and disease, and um, I love problem solving at the live production level. My name is Enrique Montiel. I'm a poultry veterinarian. I graduated from the La Universidad del Zulia in Venezuela, and then I specialized in poultry pathology and immunology at the University of Delaware. And uh, I've worked in production probably all my professional life. Later in life, I did a poultry PhD in poultry science with emphasis in broiler breeders and feeding systems, and pretty much worked in the avian disease and production issues for the past 30 years. So what are some challenges currently facing the broiler breeder industry? Callie, do you want to start off? Sure. Um, so right now, of course, broiler breeder mortality is always a big topic and um, making sure, you know, it, we want to get quality eggs to the hatchery to produce quality progeny for those broiler producers. So the industry is always looking for ways to reduce that mortality, increase fertility, and increase chick quality and hatchability. The pressure of uh, fulfilling the increasing demands of protein uh, are passed directly, of course, into the industry and directly into the broiler breeders, which is the section of production that will produce the chicks that we grow and produce meat out of. So as Kali said, there's a big demand to produce the most furry legs we can, the most chicks that we can, and basically to keep those broiler breeders alive for the longest we can in their production period. So Dr. Enrique, what are some interventions that are currently being used to meet these challenges? Well, um, number one, of course, management of the flocks has to be adequate to make sure you're meeting all the needs of the broiler breeders to express their genetic potential. Uh, basic management includes everything like uh, feeding, temperature, uh, water, the the right amount of nutrients, the right amount of light, and general good management. Um, on top of all that, or probably if we go in order what's what costs more, what's more important, of course, getting the proper nutrition of those birds uh, in order to produce the best quality eggs is uh, probably number one. In doing that, those eggs need to be good quality so they can be incubated and produce good quality chicks. I don't know, Kali, you have anything else you want to add? No, I think that really covers it. Um, our, our goal is really just to produce the best eggs to create the best progeny for our broiler producers. So how does feed really impact the broiler breeder performance? 
Well, um, feed has two sides. Uh, really, when you look from the production uh, point of view, feed needs to bring all the proper nutrients for the birds to grow and uh, produce eggs and uh, express basically their genetic potential. Uh, feed has, there's another side to it, which is uh, feed can be a carrier of diseases or contamination that can negatively affect the birds. Is there a difference between pelleted and non-pelleted diets when it comes to looking at something like feed microbial loads? Do you want to start with that one, Kali? Yeah, I mean, whether it's pelleted or not, it can still be a carrier for pathogens. Of course, in pelleting, we have that heat step that helps reduce the bacteria. Um, but that heat step doesn't protect against recontamination. It's not 100% kill. Um, so it, it's still it still needs to be considered when we're looking at that pathogen load. We don't need to think, oh, it's pelleted, it's good to go, because that's not necessarily the case. The principle of good breeder feed is the choice of good quality ingredients. But we all know in the field, this is highly variable. So when you pellet feed on the spot, you are helping decreasing the um, whatever the bacterial load of the various ingredients um, that the various ingredients are bringing to the finished feed. However, that impact stops there because after the feed goes out, needs to take a trip to the point of consumption, and then there's multiple opportunities for recontamination. Absolutely. So what are some benefits then to ensuring that the clean feed gets to the parent stocks and remains clean until it's consumed? Callie? Well, number one, of course, we're going to think about salmonella contamination and we're going to help present that horizontal and vertical transmission at the parent stock level um, to those GP flocks and then, you know, down the line. Um, but also, you know, we're not just talking about salmonella. There's different enterobacteria that's there. There's yeast and molds that can um, cause disease. It can cause serious impacts in performance in reproduction. And so we want to prevent that as much as possible. So we're getting the best um, and healthiest birds out there. Dr. Enrique, do you have anything to add to that? A common goal probably the number one goal that comes when when you think of uh, what you're trying to do when sanitizing feed or inter doing interventions in feed uh, towards contamination is, of course, salmonella is one of the main worries. But as Kali very well explained, there's other bacteria that can cause, um, that can, number one, it can cause disease. And the number two is that they can also cause an imbalance in the intestine of the birds. Um, one important mission of feed sanitation is not only the minimizing or the elimination of pathogenic bacteria, but the overall level of contamination seems to have a positive effect on the balance of the intestine and the microbiome of the birds. So what cost-effective solutions are out there for producers in order to see a real ROI when they're trying to support a healthy microbiome? Dr. Mike? 
Um, there's uh, there's a variety of things you can do in feed. There's physical uh, factors. We talked about heat. Uh, there's uh, the the heat and other physical factors. The big limitation of those is that they're good on the on on the at the point you apply them, but they they offer no protection against recontamination. Uh, there's other options like. Uh, Organic acids are very popularly used in the industry too. And probably the the top line for anything that you can do towards feed sanitations are feed sanitizers that offer effective control of the contamination that exists in the feed and offer protection against recontamination as the feed goes to the farm for the birds to consume it. Callie, do you have anything you want to add? Well, I think especially when we're talking about feed, that recontamination is extremely important. You know, we want to protect against the recontamination of the feed and the truck and the feed hoppers. Um, and even when it gets to the pan, we want to make sure we're keeping that feed clean and um, preventing any pathogens from entering the system from the feed standpoint. Perfect. Either one of you have any final thoughts you'd like to share? I think the the way you test your feet is very important. Um, if the feet looks good at the point of production, of course that is a benefit, is a good start. But you really want to know that the feed is good all the way to the point of consumption to the to those feeders or at least to the helpers in the poultry house. So a proper testing scheme needs to be in place to assure your feed quality is good at the point of consumption and during the journey to, I'm sorry, at the point of production and during all the journey to where it will be consumed by the birds. Perfect. Well, thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.